Welcome everybody. My name is Alexander Greb. I'm working for SAP as pre-sales lead S4HANA strategy and you had a pretty good idea to listen to the SAP Experts podcast. Well, if you have not yet gotten the message that SAP has now something with an X or experience data, you probably live behind the moon or in Saxony. So it is quite obvious that the experience topic has a big strategic relevance for SAP. And that's not because we want it to be like that, but because winning in the 21st century means adapting to an experience economy where customer-centric processes and the emotional connection of your customer to your products should not only be of utter importance for you, it should guide your strategic decisions. But this topic is not only about customers' attitude towards you and your products, it's also about how your employees think about you. So if your best horse quits his job, you should not be caught surprised anymore. But we do not want to do an X and O pitch here. We want to tackle the topic a level deeper. So I met with Christine Fischer, whose job as Vice President and Qualtrics Enterprise SWOT Lead MEE is to run that topic and the integration of X and O in Europe. So she's the right person to give us a 360 degree overview. So we will talk not only about strategic implementations of X data, but also where we are as SAP in that respect and what the SAP community can expect in the coming months here on the SAP Experts Podcast. Give you a very warm welcome. Thank you, Alex. Um, I want to attack you at the right at the start because concerning the big X, um, you or which is experience um, data, you quite often get misconceptions. Like it's quite normal with, uh, let's say, the big new topics. Um, there's lots of emotion in it. There is quite less, let's say, information in it and facts in it. So um, let's say the most provocative question you can, of course, um, get asked in that context is, did SAP really pay $8 billion dollars for a questionnaire company? Yes, they paid really $8 million. Billion or million? Uh, billion, billion dollars. dollars. $8 billion, dollars, not million. That's a little bit too less. But it's not a survey company. So it's much more. It's definitely much more. So the value really of Qualtrics, and they established a the company more than 10 years ago in the US, um, is that they can provide insight to action mm -hmm. based on information companies do not have at the moment. So if you look at what we're doing today at the companies, we are looking in the past, we analyze all the data we have, but what's... Um, important right now with all the things that happen internally and externally with the different stakeholders, that's not in their top of mind. So with Qualtrics or with the XM platform, we can collect all the experience data based on feelings, based on situations, based on interactions, and put this really as an insight to action approach in all our SAP system. With this, we can create definitely new value and change um, the companies, we can change the business processes and we have, can really see the value out of it. So to just to make the baseline clear from, from the beginning of this podcast, what we're talking about is like the big other parameter you work with as a company. The one parameter, the operational data, this is something where I think is there's not really a problem anymore to manage with modern technologies. There are some Duties and tasks, of course, open and so on. 
But I think um, compared to like for 10 years ago, the capabilities, especially with HANA, with the new applications and so on, is quite good at the yeah. moment. Um, and customers, let's we, we had in the, the pre-discussion some uh, good uh, um, example about this, um, doing a lot of effort to work, for example, with real fact-based data for their plannings. Like, ex uh, for example, they want to integrate point-of-sales data, yeah, direct from the point-of-sales, from cash systems and so on, into their own planning to be able to like, do on-the-spot planning um, with these um, in 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 this um, area what on the other hand was still quite a bit let's say best guess based and uh, i'm not sure if i'm leaning a little bit far out of the window if i call it best guess based but in my opinion it's not so much more when we're talking about um experience data where we relied in our planning on models on statistics and so on but never really on true facts yeah we we are looking most of the um, examples at what we can see in systems or we can mm. receive out of system but really get an interaction and ask people what they think about and what they feel about and how they can imagine that things could be that's not in the system so far and with this um, from the Qualtrics side we can right now interact with them and get a little bit a feeling of the situation, especially in the business model. Things are changing so fast at the moment and the people uh, have so different imaginations regarding what they expect, how they expect things. Let's look, for example, at the shopping mm -hmm. experience. Um, if you can imagine 10, 15 years ago that we have so many online shops that we have a different perception regarding the stores and the um, big cities, what's going on, how we combine things, what we expect if we go to a store or the one we... Um, need to deliver this at home um, regarding size, regarding color and things like that. So the expectation of people are different and, and most of the companies, especially in, in, the, in the B2C space, are not able to understand what their customers have in mind and how they need to provide or deliver their goods to them or um, present on the, on the online store, for example. Yeah, and it's not only that, that tactical area, but it's also the strategic area itself. Yeah, When you are um, thinking about um, which are the next big topics for the next five to ten years since we are talking all the time about disruption where's disruption coming from from customer expectation and um, x data is basically your connection to the customer expectation not only of now but of the next years and so your possibility not only maybe to survive disruption but become a disruptor because you're able to manage these variables yeah, exactly. And, and I think the perfect example for this is if you look at the automotive industry. So in the past, they just built cars. Yeah. Today, they need to provide mobility. If you look here in Germany, um, look at Daimler and BMW. So they provide mobility. They have Car2Go, they have MyTaxi, and it's all rebranded right now to really um, address the right need for the right person at the right time. So if you need a taxi, you can um, go to Reach now. It's working globally. You can share now. Um, if you need a car to go, you can go into the mobile app where you see, okay, what's in the um, um, public transportation area um, available and things like that. So they provide mobility to everyone. And this is, they understand the needs of their consumers. 
of their customers at the end of the day. And, and this is when we look um, yeah, here in this area, we have a lot of traffic jam every morning. So I'm not sure if everybody knows what people expect, what they need to use maybe to have the fastest way to the office in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, And if we talk to them, if we get an interaction, if we get feedback, what they need and at which time they want maybe come to the office, then we understand better and can provide us things in real time. And this is the outcome of everything regarding including experience data in our systems. The let me jump on that. Um, I really like the explanation that we had at the subfire uh, concerning management with experience data because it was the one with imagine you're a pilot and you you should have two gauges but you're just flying with one gauges. You know your alt, um, your altitude, but you do know it was the other way around. Sorry, you know if you are have like um, if you are ascending or descending, um, but you do not know your altitude. And experience data gives you the altitude. Like, for example, uh, you know, maybe like your customer at the moment is maybe not so happy because you had maybe something like um, 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 a bad season or something like that. But you would also know, like, is he like that unhappy that I may lose him? Or what kind of consequences are out of that? And this is something um, which uh, gives me the experience data back. But since we are talking about misconceptions, I think one of the biggest misconceptions concerning experience data is it's just about customer experience. It's so much more. Exactly. It's so much more. So the, the customer thing, that's easy for everyone. So you, everybody has a situation where you can see, okay, if I can provide my experience data to the company, then I maybe get a better result out of it. But if you look internally at uh, the company's turnover rate, for example, that's a huge impact for a lot of um, enterprises globally because it, the turnover um, costs a lot of money. If I can understand much more better why people are willing to leave the company or unhappy with their career development, for example, then I can react on this and can provide something and maybe people are able to stay for much longer time that um, in the past, for example, or if I look into a B2B business mm -hmm. to understand my suppliers, to understand um, delivery options, to understand everything um, in the business between different companies, then I have also the possibility to change things. And you know, we mentioned disruption. That's definitely one thing where we need to have a look on into how can we provide along the changing business models, the relevant data. And it's not only um, fact-based data, it's also data that people see, okay, how can I prove things? I experience things. And with this, I have really the, the possibility to, um, on the one hand side, act in real time mm -hmm. and change things. And in the perception of everyone that I see, okay, with this kind of data, things are really changing. And that's important for everyone, especially if they deal with experience data. Mm -hmm. The big thing is people need to see things are changing. Absolutely, and uh, especially concerning like your when you're talking about employee experience, um, there's a statement I really like: um, like the war for talent is over, talent has won. Um, it's quite in that way interesting that it gives you also an, an let's a perspective on it's okay to let's get to put a strong emphasis on external talent but uh, what about your internal talent you want to keep them and you want to keep the good people it's not about like making programs and so on and put them on like a, from with a cookie cutter uh, principle but you want to know who you want to address and buy these experience data which is in that way the data you get like from your hr system from your performance system and so on may really help you in that um do you think that 
when we're talking about this kind of way, we're talking about IT in a, let's say, conservative, classic way at all, because those I would have to talk about that are usually, it's completely business, it's not IT anymore. It's definitely business focused. So for sure, the IT plays a relevant role because mm. they provide a lot of things, but the business is the relevant thing, and especially in employee experience. If you look at um, yourself, what you expect from um, your um, employer is regarding um, well-being, health, work-life mm. balance, things like that. How can companies understand what people want if they don't ask them? And if you look at all the people survey stuff, mm. um, And uh, you give feedback, you have a lot of questions, and after half a year, you get the results back, and then you should react on this as a manager, as a company. But you need to deal directly to have an impact on the business. And the business department, that's the important one. They need to understand what they people in their um, teams and their divisions need, and how can I provide things that they maybe can work much more efficient, that they can um, work with the right people, collaborators, and things like that. So, It's really business-related, what mm -hmm. we need to provide. And especially if you look at the yeah, new working models, for example, if you look at how things should be in future of work and, and other initiatives, um, without understanding what people need on their daily business, in their daily work, in the collaboration, in all of the different time zones, I have no chance to really understand my business impact. So we definitely are talking about more than a questionnaire definitely <laughs> definitely more the question is, is uh, surely <laughs> the, the basis and this is where Quartic started a really really long time ago um, in the university business in the academic business but then they improved the things and have really really cool examples especially in North America where they started their business to provide this insight to action approach and change companies and really help them to improve their business value and in a certain way we are back at the topic of data mining of course yeah um, but since your job more or less, I simplify a little bit, is <laughs> more or less the, let's say, pulling all these things together. Yeah, like what we, what is new technology-wise, what we have now as new asset, the possibilities, our own strategy, our own tools, our own portfolio. Um, can you describe what we have or what you have done? What was your main focus like for the last six months and what your plans are for the next six months? So what can we expect out of your department? Yeah, um, what we, we try in the beginning when the acquisition came to real um, after um, January, um, we tried to orchestrate different areas internally and externally with um, different stakeholders from different departments. So we see that we have for sure a very um, easy um, collaboration in between the customer experience uh, portfolio and also with the success factors portfolio from SAP side. So we see there's a natural um, fit um, when we add this very easily to our solutions in this space. We have some content packages what we can provide very easily to customers and implement um, this on a very short notice. So, But what we are also doing, and this is what I see, um, a little bit more bigger um, if we look in the long run to have a discussion with all the line of businesses with all the different areas and departments at SAP and also with our partners and customers how can experience data help them in every area we started initiatives in the S4 space for example we started with the digital supply chain um, colleagues we started discussions how can we improve things in the finance department so there's a huge 
um, possibility and a huge opportunity for everyone in the organization to deal with experience data right now. The technology is there. We can use it very easily. We can integrate them very easily in, into the SAP systems. Our DBS colleagues are able to do this. So we have people that can really um, have this um, uh, capabilities in place that we can uh, integrate this via, via the APIs and via other things. But really to think about from a business perspective, how can experience data help me on my daily work, um, in my strategic planning, in my product improvements, in my change management projects, in my supply chain. There's really so many things that pops up um, out of all the discussion. And it really the good thing is that a lot of people are really happy to um, create new ideas, create point of view documents to help um, our internal customers more or less and also the external customers because for them it's also a huge opportunity to change things. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing that I have experienced for the last, last six months when I was talking with my customer concerning Xdata is that um, I get almost without exceptions very, let's say, very positive openness where they say, yeah, yeah, we, we see this as a topic. It's almost nobody who says, no, this does not affect me at all because everybody realizes um, that this is a completely new layer which is affecting them. They realize that this is, of course, something more or less they had in their back of their mind and they're working or try to work with that. They had not something like a real concept around this like uh, experience data offers, um, but they are absolutely interested in that, but again, um, when approaching that, it shows that um, the best practice is again not saying like I, I have a nice medicine now, so what is the disease I can fight with it, but really saying okay, what is my strategy? How should I employ it? Um, what can I? How can I bring most out of it? Exactly, and and that's the important thing. So the same experience I had with customers as well, that they're really interesting, and some of them are doing something, but not really as a strategic asset or a strategic. Um, project and um, if we can achieve that experience management is a new category at our customers then we have really done a great job and what we see and what we started with um, a lot of colleagues is it, we call it XM in motion so we try to understand where we can help from an SAP side with experience data in different use cases in different departments um, to integrate this in the existing landscape for example in existing processes and change things because That's in the end of the data value. If we can provide insight to action, understand which kind of KPIs we need to understand and improve, and how can experience data help to, to yeah, change the perception and increase or decrease the KPIs. It depends a little bit on as a good or a bad one. And, and out of this discussion, there's so many new ideas, and that's really the good thing. Experience data affects everything, more or less. And it's not only the external view, it's also the internal view that companies need to change. And if uh, we discuss this future of work concept, for example, this is things where they also, you mentioned uh, yeah, war of talent, jungle of talent or talent win. So it's also, you need to provide much more than maybe in the past and experience that help you to provide really the right thing at the right time. And I think what's important in that aspect is again, that you make that um, separation that you think, okay, there will be topics which are more strategic, They may need some, like, say, more months of thinking about, but of course, there are also those tangible innovations in that part. Yeah, when you are able to, like, lower your returns or your fluctuations, because um, you have concerning several, we talked, I think, in our last discussion about the sizes. Yeah, when you, for example, order some special brands, you always know as a customer. 
I have to order one size smaller, yeah, like always, uh, because it comes big or uh, other ways, of way, way around. Um, I'm not sure those companies know, the res let's say, the consequences out of it. Yeah, when people then get fed up with doing that, yeah, they can switch it. They can just like resign the sizes. They can do quick and not really expensive changes, which have which have quite a lot of effect. And that's a really charming thing with this experience management that this ha is happening still in an area where you can have benefits and improvements with not much effort and with not much cost affected. Exactly. And this is a perfect example. So, and, and, and there's something um, similar. We had another customer there um, have seen that in an area in Germany, they, a customer sent every time the, the same, um, it was a shirt in, in blue um, back and they, they um, check um, the feedback um, of um, this um, good and then they see, okay, the color on the picture is not the same as in real. Mm -hmm. So they changed the photo on the online store and the customer, they ordered it already. They got a five euro voucher to reorder it again. And what's happened? Customers like it because they see, you know, okay, the color is like this. It's fine for me. So they have really a direct interaction based on this information. Mm -hmm. They do something. And that's the important stuff. We've all experienced data in the past and a lot of um, website feedbacks and some other um, surveys do you receive. Nothing happened. But with Qualtrics, we have now the possibility to provide insight to action to everyone, to every process. And that's really the value where we need to understand how can we use this kind of information and integrate this in all, I would say, normal analysis and normal strategic discussions and um, what we provide um, on a top management level, what kind of um, information are relevant for our um, employees, for example. So that's really valuable for everyone. And if they understand it, they will definitely start some projects. Which, of course, arises a question, and uh, where does this quality all come from? Yeah, because um, I think you just have to surf around five minutes to know that there's a lot of garbage uh, happening within the internet which may like yeah hinder your um, insight concerning that when you talk with for example developers and and, and engineers you hear like um, that's especially where machine learning and i can kick in yeah for example because you want to know that john smith on linkedin is the same guy like js77 on instagram and um, to get the better data quality. The other aspect is um, to, to make this clear. I am today in the morning, there was an article in the Süddeutsche Zeitung, and I really have to quote from that because it's really funny because it shows like what kind of task is awaiting for AI there. I'm not sure if you read it also, but it's about like um, um, the feedback German landmark, sightseeing landmarks get in the internet when people really, let's say, it shows how, how with which kind of um, feedback you have to cope with that. Because, for example, Dresden Frauenkirche, which is a very famous baroque church, um, wonderful interior, very light flooded and so on, that has been rebuilt after destruction of the Second World War. One feedback was, inside it you feel like a wedding cake. Everywhere is pastel, blink, pink, blue and gold. Or um, was better when it was a pile of rubble. <laughs> this is this is also input into data, and you have, of course, to have the mechanisms 
that clear up this data. They say, okay, this is not really useful. This is, um, yeah, maybe something um, either not really serious or nothing really we can work with. Um, especially when data is getting bigger, this is where, where technology again kicks in, of course. Exactly. So the, the platform provides everything regarding, you mentioned machine learning, for example. We have some data cleansing in the back. We have some benchmark data where we can improve things and and uh, have a really good um, real-time analysis what it's helpful and what's not, what's, as you mentioned, garbage, and um, what's really, um, yeah, with a serious touch that we can receive um, a, a valuable information out of this. So the technology is can everything you can imagine that you needed to have um, realistic information and, and useful information for um, yeah getting um, the right information and use them uh, to change things. So um, that's there and there's a lot of things you can um, work with recommendation engines regarding, okay, I have um, out of this um, or that um, answers um, yeah some kind of actions the tool provides me to you and um, some... Um, We're working with an institute in, in North America, for example, where we can also some um, more strategic um, information regarding some articles and things like that to give a little bit an idea in which direction customers should think and how they should improve things. So there's a lot of things in what we can provide out of the box, more or less, mm -hmm. so that people understand, okay, this three actions would be the best fit in this case, especially in the employee career de development, for example, or in, in some other areas, virtual project organizations, things like that. So out of the experience with other customers, we can provide something and you can use this very easily and can um, add this to the task list of the manager and then then you have this really inside to action approach uh, we're working in the employee area um, integrated in success factors mm -hmm. so it's there people can see um, how things are working together in real time and it's very easy to understand okay if i have this feedback and i take this action um, and people use this i can track this mm -hmm. i see okay there's maybe a improvement for the next six months and um, the other good thing especially in the employee survey area we can do this in a different time frame so in the past if you imagine a lot of customers do this in two three or four years decades and use this as strategic priorities for the overall companies to achieve but things are changing so fast as i mentioned before And um, if you have maybe um, on a monthly, on a quarterly basis, just an information from the employees, hi, I feel today, I'm happy to work um, at uh, this company, and they can use this. And, and this is also possible in this area. You have the possibility to use it every day, every time, in every business process, there's no limit. And the implementation is so easy and so fast that, that the people in the companies can really um, yeah, modify it on their own um, because it's a cloud solution and um, the standard is, is really good in this. The integration are there, the APIs are open. So we are really flexible in installing, implementing and all the stuff around. So people um, yeah, are happy to use this and if you look at the, at the software and all the benchmark data and all the analytics that's in, it's very, very helpful and valuable and with the inside to action approach we really can target the right people, the right um, system, the right solution, everything you need. The backside, though, with those unlimited possibilities is, of course, the question mark, um, great, but where do I start? So what, what would, would be your advice to customers, but also for partners, of course, who also are asking themselves the question, how oh, this is something really fantastic. Um, 
what could be like the first steps for my customers who are not really sure where they should start into that aspect? Um, the customers, my experience is if they have really pain points somewhere and it can be in the project organization that they see they have, the projects are too long, um, the people are unsatisfied with um, the outcome, they have a high turnover rate, they have a bad employee um, satisfaction, net promoter scores, things like that. It depends really what's the biggest pain point. And then we can discuss, okay, how can we improve things? We start with workshops to them to identify really the use case around this, where we see, okay, with this or that approach, we can easily um, start in this area. So we had discussion where we see, okay, we have a um, bad service um, attrition, for example. And so we start, okay, how can we change it? Is there a communication issue? Is the service technician don't understand what's the real problem of the customer? Need we to um, redesign um, the, the communication layer and things like that based on all the information out of experience data? And then we start with this. Mm -hmm. And from the partner side, what I recommend to our partners, they should look at their existing portfolio and how can they create a USP to the market where experience data can be the differentiator for their solution. I just, uh, something that came in my mind um, in a discussion I had uh, recently also for this podcast um, where it was about the role of partners. I think especially that can also be something where a partner is able to set himself apart from other partners by including this um, aspect, of course, by saying, okay, I am the, let's say, um, SAP partner who also is able to not also just implementing, but also is able to consult you in these kinds of new technologies. So this is something, it's really worth an invest, definitely. Definitely, and there, there are so many different layers from the partner perspective. So if you look at um, Partners focusing more on implementation. You have partners that are focusing more on strategic um, services. So there are a lot of things you can do. And uh, what we see so far, our partners are so interested in this topic. Every partner will invest in experience management and integrate this in their offering to their customers or to integrate and implement this in their solution offerings, for example. And also from a strategic perspective, um, If you look at, for example, a management consultancy, they see experience management as a strategic topic on C-level. Mm -hmm. And they really see out of the discussion with um, this level, the need is there and they help them to implement and integrate this in their strategic priorities. Mm -hmm. And that's really the big thing. And when we look um, in the market, for example, SAP is the only big one that they have this in place and this broad approach. So we can use this in every area. It's not only focused or integrated in the customer experience and not only in the employee experience. We can use it everywhere. And that's really something where we can provide and, and be a um, yeah much more bigger thing than just, as you mentioned, beginning a survey tool. Since you were talking still it, a little bit in the way of um, this is... Not not a real there's no immature technology or something like that. There are no children diseases or something like that in it. But still, it is new. Yeah, it's not something which everybody is using and, and having. Um, we agree that this is bec will become, or in many cases already, it is a fixed variable on the same stake, like using um, forecasts and so on to manage your company. 
how long do you think it will take um, till we are talking about X data in the same, let's say, natural way because it's absolutely normal. It has become normal and everybody is using it. Um, how fast will this stage be achieved? Good question. Um, I hope it's getting faster than um, people... Um, need to understand the value out of it because what we see at the moment and the old data or now let me say the other way around um before the acquisition um old data was not in, in top of the mind so we're talking about erp from sap so it's really operational data yeah it's what we're doing but old data in this broad manner and with this um Value was not really on, on part of the discussion. And r right now with the acquisition of Quartrex and we really sharpened that we need X and O data for a complete view on everything. The top is relevant for everyone and we see that people think about it and, and it's more or less in their normal thinking. Okay, O data I have, maybe X data, I'm not sure. Maybe I need to ask my marketing department or I need to ask... Um, somewhere in IT, if we have something on the feedback form and things like that. So it's it's getting more and it's getting faster that people understand, okay, we need this kind of data, but to have it as a standard in the business process, I think it needs a little bit more time to understand really on every level how things can be changed with this combination. And for this, we need to provide, I would say, a lot more um, regarding use cases, regarding customer examples, regarding really um, our eye calculation, um, valuable results and things like that, that people understand, okay, if I can use this and that, and not only as a standard <coughs> um, you know, software um, topic, then I have really something where I can make a difference internally and externally. But that was a good point that uh, what you said about the that we have to realize at first that there is one kind of data that we have been used all the time and there's another one because um, for, for that necessary mind shift it, it's comparable like okay we realized the earth is round it's not flat and there are other planets also and um, based on this you of course have to reassess the way you work with data the way like uh, what kind of data you use for your um, for your management, but I think um, that's what I've heard recently that coming out of this, let's say, re-evaluation, um, something like a race may happen. Yeah, Who is able at first to incorporate these possibilities fastest and so on. And this could be, again, a huge push into this kind of technology and, and the use cases. Yeah, definitely. So what we see so far, and um, if we discuss about the use case, and I think that that's important thing that people... Um, and customers understand which kind of use cases are really relevant for them and where they have the most impact for their businesses out of it, then we can really um, yeah, make it relevant. And I think that's really important. X data need to be relevant for every discussion, for every strategic approach, for every um, design of business processes and, and also the implementation. Because if you look right now, we are collecting all the different data. The old systems have everything in place. So everything is there, but how we can enrich this kind of data to so get more out of this fact we have so far. And when we realize that X data is relevant for this and how can we collect this, mm -hmm. then we have really something valuable. Yeah. One last thing, um, which is coming from last week. Um, I was talking 
And that's is where you find out that X data is everywhere. I was talking to an engineer of suspensions. Um, and this engineer is saying like, um, yeah, experience data is very important for them. And I have to think twice how this can be possible. And what he's saying is like, um, you have to imagine modern cars. Yeah, for example, if you have, have something like connected management system, also as huge data collector machines, because uh, these cars collect data of how you use them. Um, are you somebody who is like always hard on the throttle, also on are you a smooth uh, rider? And um, this, of course, affects um, if your car or if components of your car will break faster or not so fast. For them, this is really irrelevant because they say... Um, Up until now, um, we had to like size our components for a suspension of um, a certain use case that we thought which may happen. Okay, if you, for example, have a certain sports car, you may be a more aggressive driver than, for example, if you are uh, with a family van. But uh, those were not really fact-based, those assumptions. And now with that, they really can collect data and, and know-how and knowledge uh, of how these um, components are used, what kind of stress in which way they are affected to and in that way size their components um, for the next um, iteration in a much more fitting way. Um, they build better products, they build the right products and that for much less cost of course. So um, I think X-Data is everywhere and the need for X-Data is everywhere and uh, it's just a matter of time when we find new and new and new in kinds of innovation based on that. Yeah, definitely. So um, exactly the, the example with the cars. So um, a lot of cars are designed for the optimized and beneficial usage. But if you really look into, if you're sitting in a car on a, on a daily basis and say, okay, this is not really useful because always you um, swipe with, with your arm um, across the um, the touchpad and things like that, and things are not working properly. And if you can give feedback to the car manufacturer, that would be helpful because they save money, mm -hmm. they get a better user experience at the end of the day, and they're loyal uh, to the brand at the end of the day. And that's um, another important thing, especially if you look um, about uh, yeah, changing in, in the company cultures, that brand loyalty, for example, is a good thing, or the product development, to integrate the feedback of the consumers mm -hmm. on a daily and interactable via app feedback and things like that. So there's so many options where you can use XData directly in your processes internally and get the information right out of it and not if the product is released or the product is on the market. And then you see, okay, the um, it's not really beneficial for one. I have no really um, a good... Um, um, impression on the market that a new product um, ex expect that what customer need and things like that. So there are so many options what we can use and XData is really relevant for everyone. And uh, the interesting thing is that these are again or in many cases answer to questions that, that are not really new. Like uh, like already 20 years ago with the rise of data warehousing there was this big statement uh, like uh, finding a new customer is five times more example than keeping a new customer or keeping an existing customer. The same with uh, getting new talent is five times more expensive than And keeping um, great talent. Um, but just now we are now able to really work differently in solving these issues and with much higher efficiency and effectiveness. Absolutely. And I think um, 
like um, we had um, in our last podcast with Glenn Gonzalez when he said the uh, thrilling times we're living in. I think um, experience data is one of the variables with um, where we are still like just with the feet in a ocean full of full of ideas and full yeah, of possibilities. Exactly. The experience economy is there mm -hmm. and we need to use it and then close the experience gap, as it's mentioned in um, a lot of presentations so far. And, and that's really the thing where we as SAP can help um, with our XM solutions. Looking to our time, um, let's get back to work, make something out of it. Christina, thank you very much for being here. My last question, um, how can people follow you? And the whole topic. Yeah, it's very easy. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter. Um, Christina Andrea Fischer, SAP, and there's a lot of things regarding um, XM, uh, what we can provide. If you want to um, have um, something specific, then send me a message um, on the LinkedIn or um, put an email to me, christina.andrea.fischer at sap.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alex. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye.